0: Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Podcast, episode 176. I am Joe Doves. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. What are you drinking, Zach? Pepsi. Nice. I got a Pepsi, too. Uh, but we are here at the end of the road, the Fury Road. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mad Max Fury Road later and do our final rankings. But before we get into that, guys, what have you been watching, playing, or doing? I'm gonna start off with you, Andy. What have you been doing?
1: I uh, watched a couple movies and I played a ton of Forza, but I'll spare everyone that again because we already did that. Um, I was under the impression that I had seen the movie Friday like in college, but I think I must have seen just part next Friday or maybe Friday after next or something. So I was we like started it on the lark, and I was like, I've never seen this before. Uh, that movie's hilarious. I fucking love the movie. Have you guys seen Friday? Yeah. No, I've never seen it. It's fucking funny. It's good shit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I thought I'd seen it. It's just one of those things where it's just like part of culture, like that weird cultural osmosis thing. And, you know, there's like, bye, Felicia, and and you got to not fuck out and stuff like that. It's just, I thought I'd seen it, and I I just, I didn't. I'd never seen it. So I watched it, and it was really funny. Uh, And I watched the movie, A Caliber, on Netflix. It it was a theatrical release in the U.K., but it's about two guys who go... (laughs) Hunting and um, make a big mistake, and then the series of mistakes that comes after that. It's hard to talk about it without spoiling it, and it literally came out like within the last two years or something. So I won't spoil it. I'll just say it's good. I I do recommend it.
2: Was there a hunting accident?
1: Yeah, (laughs) they are hunting in Scotland.
2: (laughs) Scotland. I didn't think you could hunt in Scotland. What do they hunt with? Fucking guns. They
1: they talk about it. They they've got like special. Permits and license, licenses.
2: Oh, you got a license for that.
1: And uh, I, I guess part of it is like you got to get a license for your specific firearm and other people aren't allowed to use it. And they discuss it uh, like offhandedly in the movie. And I kind of like learned something about uh, fire own, firearm ownership in the UK. Okay. But it's, it's a pretty interesting movie. I liked it. And then, yeah, a ton of Forza. Zach and I got to play online, finally. It was a good old time. Yeah, you missed out,
2: you punk. You were nowhere to be found. What <laughs> were you doing, playing Halo?
0: No, I was actually sleeping. God. <laughs>
2: That's, That's an
1: even bigger waste
2: of time. That yeah, is
0: an even bigger waste. You can sleep later. <laughs> not, not when you have alcohol in you. Um, so I kind of went to bed. Um, <laughs> you long... kid, I
1: love drunk driving. I, virtual,
0: <laughs> virtual drunk driving. Yeah. <laughs> um, Other than that, anything else, Andy?
1: No, just a couple movies, and most of my free time has been for
0: what's your level now? Because you probably 120 uh, something. Damn, (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get back on the the road. Um, Zach, what about you? What have you been playing, watching, or doing? Forza. What level are you?
2: (laughs) I'm like level 35, I think. Now, um,
1: sure you're higher than that.
2: No, I've been leveling really slow in that game. I only pl- been able to play it in like short little spurts. um I haven't really watched or uh, played anything else lately. I- I've spent more of my free time roaming uh, the the tri-state area looking for things to buy.
0: Like v- retro shopping. Oh yeah, that's around the corner, Um yeah. it doesn't feel like it, in my opinion. But, um. Anything this else?
1: Is, this is our Thanksgiving episode, man.
0: Yeah, I know. no, it's
1: um, that's pretty much it. It's Rocket Thanksgiving,
0: <laughs> haha. Um, me I've been playing Halo Infinite. I did buy Battlefield twenty forty two, but I only played like the tutorial. The tutorial is fun. <laughs> like, I was actually killing people, but I bet you when I once I get into a game, I'm not gonna be killing people anymore because they're all bots and stuff. Uh, but it showed like all the stuff that you could do in the game. Uh, it seems stabler based off of the tutorial. I guess I got to see when I have actual people in the map. Um, because it didn't seem buggy at all and it kind of felt good. So hopefully I feel that into the online. Halo infinite. I finally done ranked. I am ranked platinum one. And I first placed it because you have to play like 10 matches before you get placed in rank. And when I finally got placed, it was gold four. And then I kept on winning. And then I got platinum one. Uh, (laughs) apparently it gets harder from there. Uh, what else did I do? And I just noticed my, uh, my thing on is a little off. I'll fix that later. You guys see my face anyway. Um, Yeah, i played that um i watch i watched this weird movie um i forgot what it was called (laughs) it had something to do with uh it's one of those things i was like oh this seems interesting and seems indie and they download uh people's minds into like a digital format they put it like into these watches and apparently the mind is uploaded to your brain and you're seeing their memories, and like all government stuff happens during that. <laughs> so it, it it's weird. But that that's all I've been doing is Haloing. Uh I played a little bit of Forza. I'm kind of inching at that, but like I said, I need to get back on the road for that. But and I also watched uh, this movie that we're gonna be talking about. So l- let's get into it. Shall we another George Miller film? Um Mad Max. Fury Road, starring Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron. Am I saying her name right? Charlize Theron. Theron, Theron.
2: You just try to make it sound fancy. Yes.
0: Yeah. I will say, in my opinion, this is the best Mad Max film out of all of them. Uh, Graphics. Just
1: right off the bat, spoil the whole thing. Uh, so Hurry the lead, why don't you?
0: <laughs> um. Visuals look amazing. The cars look amazing. Apparently, George Miller, like, built all these cars and and didn't use any green screen. Well, maybe some they, green. They
1: commissioned 150 cars to be made for this movie, and after they were done filming, 15 were left. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want
0: that
2: flamethrower guitar, man. Everyone does.
0: <laughs> so i will the plot is real easy tom hanks tom hanks jesus
1: christ <laughs> you fucked it up already we're yeah. done that's it. it's so easy
0: <laughs> uh mad max by tom hardy um comes across or get, gets uh what is he doing in the beginning is he just staring out into the the desert, yeah, man. And he's just,
2: just staring t- out in the waste. He's he's fucking strung out from the road, man. What do,
1: you, what do you expect him to do? Go down to the food court and pick up chicks? Like, <laughs> yes, it's the post-apocalypse. Just I stay around looking for two-headed lizards to eat.
0: I thought he was, was fucking peeing uh, out of nowhere. Just taking a maybe. Maybe he did take a piss break, and that's why he stopped. But well, then he's
2: a type A personality. He's standing in that that A stance, that low stance, and he's fucking looking out there. He's surveying the wastes. He's the alpha. Until all those fucking guys just come and through, trash his car and fucking strap him up and make him a blood bag.
1: The, the beginning of this movie, the very first thing that happens, is one of my favorite things I've ever seen on film because they don't, they do a good job of not ruining it in the trailers way back before this movie came out. And I saw it pretty early on. So you think, oh, it's going to be a Mad Max. I've seen the other Mad Max movies. Mad Max is going to be a cool dude, he's got his car back. He's going to drive around in his car. No, fuck that. First scene. He's captured. His car's totaled. The the movie just basically off the bat says, no, 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 no. no. You you do not know what's going to happen in this movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and. I kind of wish I could see the
2: car a little bit more, but yeah.
1: (laughs) It comes back later and they have painted it as silver.
2: They they ruined it. They they did ruin it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and mad max like sounded weird He's like, that's my car i i i don't know you took, you took my blood you took my car
1: what else can you take from me
0: <laughs> yeah so like the plot's easy he he gets taken by these people then escapes and then ends up on the war rig with a uh, charlie seron's uh character and and she has her own plan of trying to get the wives away from Joe uh, and the Morton. Joe and Morton. Joe
1: he stole all of Joe's breeders. <laughs> yeah, this movie has a really deep and I guess you could call it rich. Like, um, uh, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Syntax or something? They've got specific words for everything. As long as you're paying attention and you can use context clues, you can figure out what all of it is. People call everything weird things, and you kind of like water is uh, what's he called Aquacola or something like yeah. Water's
2: Aquacola, (laughs) the Bullet Farm.
1: So yeah, all this other stuff. Yeah, talked about uh, guzzoline and uh, um, a bunch of other. You know, like they're they're not his wives; they're breeders. And um,
2: O negative is considered high octane blood.
1: Yeah, he's got high octane blood. Universal donor. There's just lots of interesting little. (laughs) I mean they they had a long, 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 long time to work on this movie. So.
2: Yeah, this one's been percolating for a while. He got the he got the idea in like nineteen eighty seven, I guess. He's like, I want to do another one of these Mad Max movies, and then he never could do it because of various reasons.
1: Have I was gonna save this till further down the road, but as long as we can segue into it, have you guys heard the story of how he got to make this movie finally? No. Uh well, no. You know he was he's he's directing movies for Warner Brothers, uh, you know Happy Feet and all his other classics. And in the '90s, they were going to make that Justice League movie. You guys might know a little okay. bit about it, yeah. but he was going to direct. They attached him to direct, and he signed a contract that was like, "We're going to pay you all these millions of dollars to direct a Justice League movie." And he was like, "Hell yeah, I'm going to direct Justice League." Well, then they canceled it, and part of his contract said, "If we cancel, if we don't make this movie, we owe you a bunch of money or something." And he renegotiated um, that the, the release. Like, instead of them paying him all this money, he said, look, you can keep your money. Give me the rights to Mad Max back. Because they were just hanging on to it not doing anything. So he said, I want to be able to make a Mad Max movie. And they said, oh, it's, it's a deal. Here, take it. We don't, <laughs> we don't care about Mad Max. You'll we'll never make a good Max Mad Max movie again. And it took him 15 years, but God damn it, he proved him wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so I mean the plot is easy her her plan is to get the wives to the Greenland her her native home where she was taken by Morton Joe um and that's and then Mamax again just ends up in this situation where he's on on the fucking vehicle of the guy who goes it's a lovely day it's a lovely day and like he's he crashes and somehow survives and now he's on the war rig uh this whole film it's weird because it's constant anxiety and constant action and you're just like stop like can we stop for a few and they do at like good times but then it ramps up again because you see the you see the convoy of three factions coming at you and then eventually they become one big faction. And you're just like, you can see them in the distance and you're kind of like, oh, we're taking a rest here or, you know, because of the motor is all fucked up and they have to fix it. Uh, and then like Mad Max has to go kill one of the, uh, the leaders that are following the one, I think it's Bullet Farm is the, the one leader that was like close to them and he like blew him up and shit. Yeah. So, um, his
1: car rips it's awesome Mm -hmm. it's literally uh i i I, it was always my favorite so i like looked up a little bit of stuff about it just because i was curious it was designed by these pair of brothers in maine or something but uh the the basis of it is a real tank that you can just buy Uh, i think it's called the ripper tank or something like that but it doesn't have a metal shell so they just took an old like 71 challenger and strapped that to the top of this tank body. And they are like, yeah, that's a post-apocalypse car. And they're right. It's the best car in the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I want to hear what you guys want to uh, talk about the movie. So, like, Andy, what do you have to say about this movie? Uh,
1: this movie is... is uh, Not just is it interesting to watch and well shot and well acted and everything. Everything about this movie is is... I don't know if I'd say anti-Hollywood, but it like flies in the face of the way that movies were and still are kind of made. They He, he had storyboarded it first, and then they wrote a screenplay, which sounds like it would cause a disaster, but they were like, well, I just want to screenplay a big old long chase. I want to stretch the end of Mad Max 2 into a movie. So they kind of storyboarded it, and they are like, okay, well, let's write a story that fits these motions. So they did that. But best part is uh this movie is somewhere between 80 and 90 percent practical effects like they used cg in a few places obviously the storm a few crashes and they used to get rid of um uh, stunt actors riggings and stuff but otherwise these are all real cars they're all real explosions they're all real stunts this is all legit and it pays off because this movie looks better than i would venture to say every other action movie that came out last decade This came out in 2015. I think this movie looks better. This is the best looking action movie that came out in those 10 years, I think.
0: Well, visually, it looks beautiful. And we're in a desert and everything's like post apocalyptic, but like it looks amazing, especially when it's on a 4K TV like I do. I
1: I got real into this movie and was like kind of reading some of the behind the scenes stuff. George Miller had said uh he he told the production people and the post-production people i want this movie to be colorful let's turn the saturation up i like every post-apocalyptic movie is like you know dull and gray and that makes sense because it's a post-apocalyptic movie but he wanted to stand out he wanted this to be different so that's why the saturation is up that's why you get some some flashes of color and the art team was told look it's the post-apocalypse people are going to be looking for excuses to like inject some life and color and fun and happiness into their lives in any way they can. So that's why there's lots of tiny little details that like the the stupid design and the ceiling of the, the lookout tower on the back of the war rig just always stood out to me. Cause it's like the emblem a bunch of times embossed in Boston in like a, a brass thing, like, lots of little things like that. The art team was supposed to like, Instead of everything just being drab and flat black and sand-colored, there's lots of interesting detail.
2: Yeah, they even brought back
1: day for night shots. Mm-hmm. That's true. All all the night shots were shot during the day.
0: Yeah, but um, Zach, what do you have to say about this movie? Like, I I guess what do you want to talk about? Because I usually when I say what do you like about it what do you hate about it, and it's like. There's a few of this and a few of that, but what do you have to say about this movie?
2: Um, this sorta feels like the the maximum culmination of the insanity of the post apocalypse. There's some guy has created like a I guess a type of city and he controls a water supply and he has like a bunch of weird mutant albino boys who are like they need blood because they have problems. They have like tumors, and he he knocks up a bunch of chicks and has like sons. One of them's Nathan Jones, that awful wrestler that left WWE like <laughs> fourteen fifteen years ago.
1: Wait, what?
2: The huge guy, uh,
1: Rhett, He's uh, a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess he would be. Look at him.
2: Yeah, he was a he was a wrestler, but um, and then he has like the the short little dumpy son who's just stuck in that chair.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like, he's just a, the, the ultimate, like, genetic reject, and then his other son is stupid, but he's, like, ginormous.
0: <laughs> I like when he drinks, like, the milk, and he's like, boo.
2: <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? But, uh, there's so many, like, just interesting things, like, the weird culture, like, he's established, like, what the fuck did he tell all these people? Like, you'll go to fucking Valhalla if you, like, like, you need to sacrifice, like, witness me, and he, like, spray paints himself chrome and shit and fucking sacrifice themselves. Gonna, religion be, yeah i think it's created a, this weird valhalla religion or something
0: i think it's a combination <laughs> with the blood thing of one probably because of the bomb and the fallout and all that stuff and two them constantly chroming their mouth they're probably getting some type of like lead poisoning or whatever i think it's just they're crazy <laughs> and they believe it so they
2: just it's like a ritual thing like mm. i'm gonna go to valhalla shiny and chrome they say that shit my favorite one is when Knox um, is on a Morton Joe's monster truck. I, I love that I can say that. <laughs> and he's just like, I, I, I know how to get on there. I know a way to get in. And then he's like, take this and shoot them. And then he spray paints them himself. He's like, am I chosen? And he's like, yes. And it's like he's about to cry. <laughs> and then he gets up there and he fucking trips and falls or some shit. And he ruins it. Yeah. And he's just like, mediocre. <laughs> he's just disappointed in him. <laughs> Uh I yeah, like the it, the movie's got kind of a sense of humor sometimes it's like sometimes it's silly sometimes it's kind of dark mm-hmm. <laughs> um, There's Yeah there's a lot of crazy scenes like I love the when they drive through the fucking sandstorm I don't know if you even call it a sandstorm it's more like a
1: like Sand hurricane
2: uh, that spawns tornadoes <laughs> There's there was multiple tornadoes in that storm
0: yeah, it's not like um, it's not like Forza Horizon Five when you go into the dust storm and it's like, oh, it's just a little windy and dusty in here. Like this one looks like you could actually die, but somehow Mad Max lives. Several people do die. Yeah, yeah. a bunch
2: of people die. I wondered how the rig didn't get like swallowed up, and I guess it was just heavy enough not to.
1: Because all hell, yeah. I think I mean, that, one, that one vehicle like wasn't going to be, and then she like runs them into it or something. I don't know if that's how. Tornadoes work, but okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's. I don't really think that's how it works. <laughs> um, geez. Oh, they fixed the music. I complained about the music in all three of these
1: movies. <laughs> the soundtrack in this movie kicks ass. I love it. I used to listen to it, and I wrote D and D all the time. They
2: have they have good orchestral stuff that actually fits.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: then when like a Morton Joe's fucking war band shows up to sec like that that blind dude with no eyeballs playing the guitar because that's like his life is to play that fucking guitar
1: the do Warrior. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, like that that stuff's cool. And, and um if, if there's, there's like
0: sorry, oh, go ahead. If, if there's one thing like if I would say man that's metal. What you see in that fucking convoy is so metal, especially when the guy with the fucking big ass speakers and the guitar, the flame guitar. That's metal as fuck.
2: <laughs> it's, it's super metal, very metal. Um <laughs> Uh, there's one thing I didn't really care for that much in this movie, actually, and it's like I don't like that weird, random, insanity attack thing that Max has throughout the movie. It feels like kind of f- strange and forced. Uh, and it's like I, I don't understand it because it's like you keep seeing a little girl. And but who that, is she? Yeah. Yeah. Who is she? Why, why does this keep happening? From what uh, I
1: understand, they wanted to make more Mad Max movies quicker, like more more rapid fire than what has been happening. Like there's been a lot of problems with uh, the next couple Mad Max movies. But it's supposed to be a framing device that's going to become more clear with more movies, apparently. Like it's supposed to – like in this movie, it doesn't really make sense, but by the next movie or the movie after that, it's going to be like, oh, that kind of thing.
0: I can't I – I kept on thinking it was like, because I know in the Mel Gibson, he has a son, right? Is that? Yes. Yes. So I'm thinking in this Tom Hardy, um, Mad Max, the son is a daughter and I think that's what he's saying, but like they do this like weird paranormal thing where she like makes him do this and that's how like he saves himself by putting the arrow uh, through his hand and almost through his brain, so it kind of like his hand stopped the arrow from killing him.
1: You remember earlier in the movie, he sees her, and he does that motion as well, like he's going to get hit with something. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I think there's a time later, or maybe there's a flashback, or or there's going to be a prequel to this, and it's going to be like there's a little girl and she threw something at his face at some point, and like that's, he keeps remembering that, or, or something. I, I have no idea. I'm not sure what you're going it- to
2: it's minor though, like it's not that big a deal. It's just I just like, yeah, that was like the only thing I really didn't like about the movie. Um, I did like that they they put in the eyeballs coming out of their head effect from like the original movie.
0: That yeah, was like, real quick. Yeah. for
2: a split second. I'm like, oh, there it is. There's the old effect. <laughs> but um, yeah, I also like Tom Hardy as as Max pretty well. He's got a very distinct, rough, rumbly voice. I like that he's like borderline feral. Uh, like that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I, I it's almost like I get the impression that he's like forgotten how to talk to people or something.
2: Yeah, because this this isn't meant to be like a hard sequel to like the the get the Mel Gibson ones. Uh, apparently, it was meant to just be sort of a reboot. That's why he's got the car again in the beginning of the movie and stuff. Hmm. But I
1: still think it fits in with I love the idea that Mad Max is kind of like a folk hero in the post-apocalypse and i still feel like there's there's a way to be like oh it was, he used to be a cop and he had a son or was it a daughter well whatever it doesn't matter anyway this guy and then like they're telling the story
2: Oh, yeah that could be that, that's kind of a cool idea actually yeah that's if why
1: that... i think you could take this character and have him played by any any actor down the road it could be like a james bond kind of thing that would be cool they as should long do as, that as long as that's your mental headspace your framing mechanism because because the, the other movies were like that It's like oh, i remember the road warrior and he was doing some shit and he helped us and and then i grew up and wasn't feral anymore you know like that kind of thing like someone's <laughs> telling that story so you could kind of infer a little bit of like an unreliable narrator like maybe he got something wrong or there was a little detail that didn't wasn't wasn't quite there like oh wait did he have a caravan with camels or was it a car I, it doesn't matter who cares mm-hmm. Good stuff.
2: I remember that time the gyro captain was actually a an aeroplane pilot who was an asshole.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like the uh, the pole people on because pole, <laughs> pole cats, pole cats, pole cats. They're like they were just like launch themselves so that they grab people or whatever, We'd drop like fucking grenades on your lap or whatever. Um, like, how the uh, fuck did they think about this shit? Like, I
2: I, I know it had a bunch of time to percolate. But, like, all these fucking people
1: going around on poles. That was inspired by uh, George Miller saw, like, some traveling performers or something. And that's what they were doing. They were, like, on these big holes that went back and forth and they were like doing acrobatics or juggling or some shit. But he of course was like, Oh man, what if they threw bombs at people while they did that? Cause he's George Miller, I guess. That's
2: fucking cool. That's what I think. <laughs> <of>. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? like well, who are those bandits or like you call them nomadic bandits, I guess. Remember like when they first start driving
1: out, that convoy? I really wanted to talk about the buzzards. Um, some of the designs for the cars from the buzzards are an homage to another, um australian car movie sort of there's a movie that isn't very famous i had to watch on the criterion channel it's the only reason i've been exposed to it and it isn't really that famous but it's called the cars that ate paris it's about it's about a town in like the australian country like in the outback somewhere it's called paris even though it's like a tiny australian town and uh, there's um a bunch of like punk kids are in like a weird car gang or something. But one of them is just like, it's, I think I can't remember if it was a beetle or something else, but it's just covered in spikes. And that's why that first car that they encounter is covered in spikes. It's a visual homage to the cars that ate Paris.
2: It's not, it's not just the cars either though. It's like the weird bikes and dune buggies are, and even the people It was like, Hey, it looks like the, you know, in Batman where they're going through his shit. He's like, that's the king of the wicker people. That's what this whole gang is. <laughs> it's just spikes
1: spikes and then like, like the other the it's other it's gang in the g- push,
2: yeah and the other gang in the canyon too like the the biker uh yeah, nomads
1: like rock hoppers or something like that
2: yeah they all had like it's like they're made up of like ropes and rags and shit and goggles <laughs> they almost looked like um oh geez they kind of reminded me of like the sand people and like uh star wars oh, the, the way they look
0: yeah <laughs> Do you think, like, all these towns, like the Gas Town and the Bullet Farm and all that stuff, like, that's what they actually have? Like, oh, we need to go to Gas Town to, like, get gas?
1: Well, I assume, because that's, that's what, like, like, Morton Joe has the water, and they have gas and bullets, and all three towns need all three things. So I just assume they've worked out a system. Look, I'll trade you some water, but you got to give me these bullets, and then I'll give you some ammunition, but we need some gasoline in return. You know, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was and, with the guy the fat the fat guy with the suit i guess he he ran the gasoline farm
0: yeah <laughs> well,
2: kind of well, he's just a really strange looking character he <laughs> really was he's got like a fake nose thing he's got like nipple piercings but he's wearing like a, a business suit like he's a fucking bank manager or something
1: little clay face feet
2: <laughs> yeah he's got big tumor feet
0: got them cankles um <laughs> um I really like again. This is why maybe I should like if there is a, a comic or maybe they should make like a TV series where. Is a comic. Yeah, because I I want to learn about all these different towns and stuff. Um, I wanna- They
1: said that in the, it took them so long to make this. They have like backgrounds and backstories for so much stuff. Like there are even weapons and cars that have elaborate. Three act backstories to them from this movie, so <laughs> they have a lot of stuff that they can work with. That's why the next movie that was supposed to come out was going to be a prequel starring Furiosa. It's going to be about how she became the you know the big dick, you know the the war rig driver or whatever, and mm-hmm. how she got taken away from wherever she was but it it kind of has had a little trouble in development and after that was supposed to be Mad Max: The Wasteland it's called and we don't really know what that's about we just know it's another Mad Max movie and Tom Hardy had signed on to do it was either three more movies or a total of three movies counting this one I'm not sure but he was he was going to do that one and another one at least well, uh-huh at some point I don't know like it's been it's been a while and we're not hearing a lot of news about it, but it's it's still out there somewhere. They're still working on it.
0: I got a question for you guys. Like, do you think they should always do the Mad Max finish of having like this big chase down, or do you think they should do something else that is in the same vein but maybe different? I don't know. Maybe fucking airplanes. <laughs> like they all got like weird airplanes chase scene. I guess. How about, how about a chase
2: on foot? <laughs> there has been one. There hasn't been one of those.
1: I mean, I could see something like like in a bunker. There's like a big showdown where they're like in kind of a cat-mouse thing in an old fallout shelter or a bunker or or, or the ruins of something. It could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, and um, when Furiosa gets up to her group of people, I, I, I kind of like when – this is the third time I've seen the movie. So, like, I wasn't expecting like, oh – fuck, they can't make it home. Like, what are they going to do now? And then that's when they come up with the plan. We need to go well, Mad uh, Mad Max comes up with the plan. Uh, we need to go back where we came from and go back to the Citadel because that's where the water is. And by the way, how did they dig? Did they just I guess maybe use slaves to dig to the bottom of the earth to get water? <laughs> or is that like a main, yeah. main valve that they probably, probably
1: it's fun- like a pump or something? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Morton
2: Joe told him if they dig there they'll go to Valhalla.
0: <laughs> but uh, then the chase was going back there and uh, the way Morton Joe fucking dies is badass. His fucking jaw just ripped out of his fucking skull.
2: <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Remember me. It's God. It's dead. <laughs> and hey, you know, the same guy uh, played Toe Cutter. Toe he got cutter. made two movies. He was a bad guy in two different movies, like fucking 30, 40 years apart.
0: Maybe they should get the guy from The Road Warrior to come back as a villain.
2: <laughs> if he's still alive, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm talking about the The one who is mad about like uh, his lover, Gimp, being oh, killed. Oh, the dog of war. Yeah. Oh, that
2: guy. Okay. May, may, he might still be alive. He looked younger.
0: Mm hmm. Just have him come back as a villain or whatever. Um, I'm i going to say it right off the bat. I highly recommend this film. Uh, right when I started the movie, I, it's an hour and 30 minutes, but it feels like two hours. Two hours of nonstop action. And you would think having nonstop action, you would think it would be quicker. No, it's just like <laughs> you feel the the constant danger and dread that these characters are feeling of three factions chasing after you. And that's a good thing as a watcher because you're just like you're on the edge of being like, Oh, are they going to live? Who's, who, who's going to die? What's going on? Oh, well,
2: well, I checked the box before I put the movie and it actually is two hours. Exactly.
0: Oh, is it? it yeah.
2: one 120 minutes.
1: Yeah. I thought it was, it was a nice respectable length. Yeah. Did you know though that they shot like 470 minutes of footage for this movie? Fuck! Can <laughs> yeah. we get
2: the the Miller cut? <laughs> get, I
1: mean, the, the movie was actually edited by his wife. Oh well. There's a there's there's another famous semi famous like quote from him talking about the movie. Uh, he asked his wife to edit it and she was like, Why? I've never edited an action movie before. He said, Yeah, if I get some guy to do it, it's gonna look like every other action movie, and I don't want that.
2: And he that's, was right. Yeah, that's pretty smart, actually.
1: He didn't want it to be edited like every other action movie. He didn't want it to be drab like every other post apocalyptic movie. He didn't like he, he he really had a vision. He said this is gonna be a different movie and it's gonna be big and great and it's gonna be exciting.
0: So I guess Final things from you guys. What's your final thoughts and what's your, do you recommend it or not? I'm pretty, I know the answer, but maybe our audience wants to know.
1: I think this is one of the best movies to come out. I mean, maybe ever, but definitely this century so far. Like I love this movie to death and there is, there is a come lately attitude about this movie, I've been noticing over the course of the past couple of years. And everyone's entitled to their opinion. I don't want to take that away from them. But a lot of people have been like, well, I don't actually like it that much. It's just it's just a mindless chase scene. It's just mindless action for two hours. How can you like that? Wrong. I think that's it's criminally wrong to look at this movie that way. And I, I know some people who don't like this movie, and there are people I would consider intelligent people. So I'm kind of disappointed to hear them say this, but this movie has a ton of character development and plot it's just i think you're so used to seeing movies when the action happens you just think about the action and the part of your brain that's absorbing plot details is like turned off but there's there's constant stuff that if you're paying attention it's there there's like they start learning to trust each other a little bit more when they're like warding off the rock climber the the bikers and there's, like, real subtle things about, like, weapons getting handed to each other and, like, helping each other. And it's not done with dialogue. They don't – there's not a quiet part where they look at each other and say, well, I guess I've learned to trust you, Furiosa. Yes, you too as well, Maxwell. We are mm-hmm. friends. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. So people think, oh, this is the action scene. Nothing important has happened. And again, I know intelligent people who don't like this movie, and it really depresses me because I think if you watch this movie and you're smart enough to look for those things, you're going to see them. But the brilliant part about this movie is if you don't care about that, if you're not looking for that, the movie still kicks ass. It's still basically choreographed chase scenes and fight scenes and gunplay and all kinds of fun stuff. Like it, The movie's just thrilling beginning to end but if you really want interesting character development and plot it, it, that that shit's all in there too it's just it's it's little and it's hidden and it's it's not explained with dialogue there's there's stuff with the bad guys and the good guys i think that if you're looking for it st- stuff develops people start talking to other people differently things it, it's kind of hard to explain but i really think if you watch the movie and you look for it you'll be like oh my god there's totally a ton of plot in here <laughs>
0: And another great thing I, I think is done in this movie, and I know I, you know, speak political sometimes, but the SJW stuff is not jammed in your throat in this movie at all. Like, they actually make the female strong in a right way where you're just like, this is fucking awesome. And now, Yeah,
1: this is this is the perfect kind of movie. Like, yeah, the, the, the women in this movie are all badass, and it's not in an unbelievable way. Like, they're all, oh, these characters are cool. I really like these characters.
0: Mm-hmm. And- yes.
2: Like Furiosa doesn't overpower Max. She beats beats his ass quite a while, but eventually <laughs> yeah. it's just his size and strength just overpowers her and she she got she got detained because he got her going. But
1: yeah. he wouldn't have won that fight if it wasn't for Nux.
2: That too. He he helped him. Yeah. For some reason. because yeah. <laughs> well, he
1: thought they were on the same side and then he yeah. was
2: <laughs> No, he punches him in the stomach, it's like fuck you gets <laughs> the truck.
0: Oh the the great thing about like the wives of Joe, like they also had their badassery of its own, um, especially when they're trying to fight off Nox when he comes to through, because remember, uh, Max is like, I'll, I'll go fix whatever the problem is with the fuel thing, and then Nox just comes in, and he's choking out Furiosa, and, like, fucking the, the wives are trying to, you know, choke him out, and then they eventually, like, have him knocked out, but, like, they all have a debate in there, being like, well, he was... Born this way, he was taught how to think ignorant. Uh, on you know what, and Morton Joe, you know he's a good guy. He could be a good guy, and eventually, that's what he becomes—a good guy. He uh, becomes part of their clan or whatever. Um, there's
1: another huge tick mark in the the story and development thing is like Nux has like a whole a whole friggin' plot arc. He's got more yeah. one than Furiosa does, I'd argue. Oh. That was, like, the one time I think I
2: saw somebody write about, like, uh, this is this is a commentary on toxic masculinity, and I didn't roll my eyes. Because it's like he got taken out of that culture, and he kind of, like, chilled out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he chilled out, he talked to a
1: girl, and <laughs> kind of figured out, man, I've been acting like a jackass a little bit, haven't I? Yeah, he got out there, and he tried to touch grass, but he couldn't find any. There was no grass to touch. Yeah, he was going to the green place, but there wasn't no grace.
0: Oh, there was some Easter eggs in that movie. Uh, The boomerang was there. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, The little
1: music box thingy? Yeah, Yeah, the the music box one was obvious. I did catch that, yeah.
0: And then they did the Thunderdome a lot of weapons when Max, you know, says, wait. And he starts grabbing all the weapons from Furiosa. Pretty much puts it in the bag. Showing that she's fucking um, armed to the teeth, pretty much. Mm Mm-hmm. So they give these... it.
2: Get her her knife gear shifter thing though. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, <laughs> it bites her later on, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, it kind of bites her in the ass.
1: <laughs> she uses it first though.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um,
1: Zach, your final thoughts? Yeah. On the main...
0: It's terrible.
2: Yeah. No, I used to, not a lot long,
1: of room for improvement. Honestly, I, you not, know the not, first, not enough water. <laughs>
2: the first time I watched this movie, uh, I did like it. It was I, I had a lot of fun with it, but there I had some mixed feelings about some of the stuff before, and I think it's because I had some misconceptions about like the rest of the franchise. I think,
1: hmm.
2: like, like I had expectations about what Mad Max is based off of just that first movie. Because I like I said, I watched I watched the Road Warrior before a super long time ago and I couldn't remember fucking anything of it. <laughs> Other than that Lord Humongous is in this movie and he has a giant fucking awesome revolver. <laughs> That's all I remembered.
0: <laughs> and they all uh, they all have simple plots. Like every last one they, of them do.
2: They all yeah, they're very, very basic plots. Uh and uh I watched this one again after a while. I was like, oh this, this this is the best one pretty much. So I'm I'm burying my own lead, I guess, in my rankings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess that leads us to our final rankings. So I guess I'll go first. I'll go from four to one. Um at number four I have Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. At number three I have Mad Max. At number two I have Mad Max the Road Warrior. And at number one I have Mad Max Fury Road. So Andy, what about you? Uh
1: the same. The only place the only place where I, I I very nearly moved Mad Max from three to two. Just because like I think it's partially like the movie hipster in me. Because a lot of people don't give that movie its due. And that's not fair, because the original Mad Max is great but mad max the road warrior really does um, kind of perfect where it should be like in that first movie they kind of like tiptoed around the whole anarchy and and the coming apocalypse thing in the second movie they're like no no, no, no it's the post apocalypse and that's that's where that movie that's where that story should should have been set is it worked out really well and i liked it a lot and and really if for no other reason than everything that the road warrior has given to the Zeke guys to popular culture like you can't get away from that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Fury Road's the best. Road Warrior is second best. Uh, Mad Max is almost right up there, but honestly, it goes to third. And Thunderdome is a good enough movie, but it's it's easily the weakest of the four.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess I have to touch base on, like, the Mad Max and Mad Max The Road Warrior. Again, the only thing I enjoy about Mad Max is the, the chase scenes and the villain. And Road Warrior, I get interested in, in the town and like, uh, Humongous and the, their vehicles and their things that kind of got me interested, interested a little bit more. So like, obviously Mad Max is like before the bomb and then the other two, the, the other movies are after the bomb. So it's interesting to see those two points of views. And I, I, it, it, those are really close. They could change at times based off of my mood, I guess. Yeah. Zach, what about you? Because I know you have uh some scores behind it. Yeah, I
2: put uh uh Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome at four, uh six point six out of ten. Not bad. That doesn't mean that's a bad movie. It just means it's 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 pretty good. It's okay. I already explained that uh last week. Uh then like uh then I put Mad Max, the original, seven point three out of ten. Um there's just some things about it I, I think the low budget some of the uh some of the dialogue a little bit and the pacing is all that, that kind of drag it down a little bit and the weird strange music that, that's the one that that offended me the most with the soundtrack where i'm just like this just doesn't fit this movie um then uh road warrior after that 7.4 out of 10 solid movie um very uh very 80s uh the only thing like i just barely put over mad max because in a way it kind of it re- really can't exist without mad max That sounds strange because yeah no sequel can really exist without the the one that came before it mm-hmm. but i really feel like if you if you watch that movie like in a vacuum it'd be like what the fuck is it what is this about <laughs> like, what <laughs> happened you'd be like really confused <laughs> But um, then, yeah, Fury Road after that at 8.1 out of 10.
0: And, and the, we just
2: spent an hour gushing about it. So.
0: Yeah, so this is the fourth time in a row that we all don't have anything to debate about because the final rank is we all agree with each other. So.
2: <laughs> I was laughing at Andy saying, mediocre, no.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> jazz it up.
0: So the streak is alive with four in a row of us not uh, changing the rank. So I'm not even going to say what they are because you just heard all three of us say what it is. Um. So that means we're in Christmas month now, but we're doing it with a twist. We're doing it Matrix style, and we're doing it with Christmas movies. So we're gonna have. The uh, the Matrix Trilogy plus the new movie that comes out, but the trilogy, we're going to add a our Christmas picks. So, Zach, you're number one on Matrix 1, but what is your Christmas movie that you're choosing? Silent Night, Deadly Night. Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Matrix. Remember to watch those two movies, and then come back to us, and we'll discuss it. Um, but before we let you guys go. What is some news that matter to us? Zach, I know you had a couple of news that you wanted to bring up.
2: Yeah. Uh, a lot of these will be real quick. Um, I guess uh, street fighter six is going to be revealed next year. Possibly. Okay. They've just put out their final update for street fighter five with this new character called Luke. Who's kind of odd. I don't know what else to say about it other than, like, he moves forward with when you hit, like, his punch normals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just light, medium, heavy punch, neutral with no other inputs, he'll it'll, he'll move them forward, like, on the stage. Uh, that's interesting, I guess. <laughs> um, then there's, I, I saw that Rock Band, or, or Harmonix got acquired by Epic Games, and that made me really sad.
1: What? <laughs> Yeah, and you know oh, what they're doing? No.
2: Guess what they're doing?
1: No, um, I, uh, they're gonna music? make them develop something stupid. What
0: for, are they doing? Fortnite Guitar Hero?
1: You're
2: you're both right. They're doing something for Fortnite. Andy <laughs> was right because he said it was stupid, and you were right because you said Fortnite.
1: <laughs> well, I, I knew that they'd be like, "Oh, we've developed a competent." Studio, we're gonna force them to do what we want them to do.
2: They're going to. This is what it says: quotations to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. What the fuck (laughs) musical journeys are for Fortnite? I have no fucking clue. I "I don't.
1: I don't necessarily hate Fortnite. Like, fine, it's really popular, but I don't like it. That's fine. There's lots of there's lots of things that are popular that that I don't like, but it's fine. It makes people happy. Keep enjoying it. But Harmonix is a studio that I really liked and respected. Like, they they were, they were always experimented. They were always trying to think of something new. They invented Guitar Hero. And then when they got Guitar Hero wrested from them, they made Rock Band, which is even better. And they were like, well, fine, fuck it. We'll just make it ten times better. What are we thinking now? And Activision was like, fuck. <laughs> so
0: I, so wonder, I wonder what that means, though. Like... You're creating music with Fortnite characters? Like,
1: oh it's probably gonna be giants. like, oh, we're gonna have you can play as the members of Aerosmith in this month's up.
0: Oh no.
2: <laughs> God, I like I don't even know, but it just makes we me Jade
1: Chetfield this time.
2: Because like hopefully he's wearing flip flops, but uh <laughs> <laughs> I just makes me think like, oh it's over, like the rock band era is, is officially dead. Uh they're that feels like the final nail in the coffin for like, not necessarily for like that genre of like uh, rhythm games. There's always going to be rhythm games, but they're, I feel like they're always going to be like really niche from now on.
1: It's just not fair because Rock Band 4 was a genuinely really well-made game and a lot of fun, but yeah. it failed. A lot of people didn't want to play it. And I kind of get like, oh, I don't need to play that. But it was such a great refinement of that of, of what they'd already done and it was on new hardware and had really good support but it failed and it disappeared and then the price of it went through the fucking roof so it's yeah. like where were all these people when you could go to walmart and buy it god damn it why didn't you support harmonics when they needed it
0: and, and uh, it sucks because like they have to buy all those licensed music but they also have to have a good you know, product being bought at the same time, like they have to pay back those license bills, I guess. And if they don't, yeah. and if they don't do that, they're kind of fucked. And I think that's what it back been-
1: around the time, back around the time, Rock Band Three came out, I remember seeing like they released some chart that was like, "This is where all our money is going." And like, money licensing was like a ridiculous amount. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was something eye opening. It's like they, most of their money is just going straight to you know Viacom or whoever, so that they can license all this music.
2: Mm. yeah unfortunately i guess it was just a victim of being being a fad that was driven into the ground by activision
1: by activision
2: because it wasn't their fault harmonics showed restraint and they they went the dlc route that a lot of people want other things to go to like sports games and shit
1: they got sassy once they made Beatles Rock Band, but honestly, there was so much love in that game, I kind of gave it a pass.
2: That was worth doing. That was a project worth doing, because that was, like, legit, like, a tribute project. They
1: they got the living members of the band involved, and the family members of the ones who have passed involved, like, there was a lot of care given to that. And then, meanwhile, Activision is like, fucking Aerosmith, fucking Metallica, fucking Green Day, fucking uh, Lego, fucking... Uh, dj hero uh, <laughs> uh, whatever that the the rainbow one was yeah dude knock off,
2: they were, they were oh, just they were just guitar hero games with like that skin with that like oh you, the aerosmith guys are on the stage now no like they actually did stuff they basically made like music videos essentially like brand new ones that played while you were playing the music but yeah i digress what?
0: uh it's sad again i think eventually this genre would have died i think they kind of like what if like we made people like act like they were rock stars and like they did it but then obviously they like found out later on that these licenses would be crazy but i remember at gamestop when i worked there fucking those games were selling like hotcakes like every every week yes especially
1: initially it was one of those things fucking every day 10 parents came in do you can have the new this thing no we don't
0: mm.
2: you got h-a-l-o-o-d-s-t and i was like yes <laughs> Well, the- <laughs> and then they would come in and ask about rock band or chicken blaster or whatever
0: dude the rock band beatles was huge like people wanted that special guitar and shit um that came with it i
2: still
1: do. i really regret not getting <laughs> that sweet bass controller yeah
0: man yeah and i dude our store had 20 and that 20 beatles uh guitar thing was gone within like five minutes holy shit yeah <laughs> like my town was huge when it uh when they did that i you know i i miss it i do miss those games and like <laughs> like you look up the guitar like the last time i looked it was kind of expensive i'm like i'm not paying this much money for a fucking plastic guitar,
1: no companies are making that stuff, and if you have a good working like plastic guitar, you can sell them on eBay for like pretty money now, like obviously, if it's dirty or it doesn't work that no that well, no, but I remember there was a time immediately after the the, the craze you couldn't go to a goodwill without seeing four of them mm-hmm. yeah, now on eBay, they're all like got fifty to hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> so like. Like could
0: pick a lane oh my yeah, god for real what if this Fortnite journey music thing and i'm not talking about journey of the band maybe journey the band will be part of it but whatever it but um imagine you just take your Fortnite characters and you just like floss to whatever band <laughs> so you had just the beatles doing the floss dance in oh some virtual Fortnite world <laughs> oh. <laughs> but what other what other news do you have
2: uh, here, here's some better, more uplifting news. Possibly, uh, Chrono Cross remake reportedly set for announcement. Oh, we'll uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, basically, uh, VGC reported claims that PlayStation was going to announce a remake of a big game around Christmas, and Metal Gear, please. <laughs> yeah, it's. Xbox Co-Founder or Xbox Air Co-Founder claimed it was a Chrono Cross remaster or something. And so there's speculation. So there's, I guess there is going to be a remake of some kind of classic Square game.
1: So and a remake or a remaster, though?
2: Re- they're saying remake. All
1: right.
2: So, yeah, I know we we had that discussion. People get that confused, confused but everybody's but yeah. saying remake. Uh, Do you want to see Chrono Cross get remade? I have never played it, so I don't really have any skin in that.
0: In that yeah, I, I don't have any skin in that. I just saw my friends used to play it.
1: Wait, Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger?
0: Cross. Cross. Yeah, I've seen my friends. That's
2: why Trigger. I think it's weird that they wouldn't try to make remake Chrono Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, maybe. So that's the one that's more popular. I know Chrono Cross has, like, kind of a hardcore following, but it's yeah. smaller.
1: I mean, it's also a great game. It's just, like, I still think Chrono Trigger is, like, one of the tightest, best-made games ever ever put out like what if it doesn't overstay its welcome it's it's great it develops it fully develops the stories of all of its characters that game's a masterpiece
0: what if they're testing the water maybe they're just like let's try chrono cross and if we deliver and people are just like i want to see this but chrono cross or Uh, chrono Chrono, trigger
1: remaking chrono cross isn't a testing the water thing the game has like 18 endings or something and it, it spans dimensions, and it's got... I don't remember how many playable characters, but a lot. Like, it's not... It's not a small game.
2: What if... This is all wrong, and it's a remake of Parasite Eve?
0: Oh, my God, please. I want that. <laughs> That'd be cool. uh, it seems more doable, too. Like, the scope of it is smaller.
2: After I saw... After I played Final Fantasy seven Remake, and I, all I could think of was, oh, my God, I want to see Parasite Eve with, like, graphics like this. I want to run around New York City like 1998 New York City with these graphics (laughs) I want to go to stupid stores and buy fucking costumes or bullshit and
0: just shoot monsters (laughs) now you got me hyped I hope it's Parasite of (laughs) you fuck
2: the guy who worked on uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake the guy who was primarily in charge of it uh, said he would love to do that (laughs) so like I hope hope that happens
1: (laughs) Um, so I've, it's definitely a square thing that's being announced. That's the big thing being teased.
2: Seems to me, yeah, yeah. Like the 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 speculation is leaning towards Chrono Cross, but to me, uh, the only thing that you can really hang your hat on is, I guess, there is going to be a remake of something. <laughs> um, finally, there was some re- some something happened in wrestling, and this was the only thing that was like. <laughs> that has been getting anybody's attention because it's being reported on to death. It's, like, hilarious to me. So, like, last night on Raw, Seth Rollins got attacked by a fan. And it was... If you were watching the, the broadcast, you just see it for, like, two seconds. Yeah. But it was, like, literally when he was going up the ramp, a bunch of people in the front row recorded it on their phones from, like, several different angles.
0: Dude, the commentary is funny with the fans.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. The best angle was, like, that dude that was, like, standing on, like, if you're facing towards the ramp, like, pretend you're coming out out of the ring, going up the ramp. He was on the left.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So he was on his way out of a fight or into a fight? He
2: just had a match and he was leaving. He was going up the ramp.
1: Had he won or lost?
2: I don't. I yeah. think he won. I'm
0: yeah, pretty fin- sure he won. Well, that's why the fan was... Who'd he beat? Finn, Finn Balor. Fan
1: defending. It was Finn Balor.
2: He looked Finn like Ballor. he was dead. I remember that now. <laughs> okay. But, like, he had the best day because he's walking up the ramp, you know, and then, you know that area down below the stage? It's, like, that flat area. Then they build that stage over it and stuff, and you go down the ramp. I think. Yeah, there's just, like, this dead space of, like, nothing. It's, it's just the floor that's down there. Um, This guy, you can see him, he just darts out of that, that area down there on the floor, jumps up on the ramp, and fucking spears him. Just bam! He just grabs him, <laughs> and they start rolling down the, the, the ramp, and he gets him in like a, a front face lock, Rollins does, because he, yeah, he very smartly doesn't retaliate, because you never know what these people are trying to fucking sue you. Yeah, shit. that's, show you that's, that's smart.
1: Instead of going to strikes, he restrains him.
2: Yeah, he just restrains him until, like, all the security gets him. And his reaction was funny. (laughs) Because, like, all all the security come and just dogpile him. He goes, like, what, boy? What? Motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) He just just laid into him and made him look
0: stupid. What's funny is, like, you don't know if this is, like, a a bit in the WWE. Because he's still in character. He's still, like, Seth Rollins' heel. And he's still like yelling at him and all that stuff, and he, <laughs> he called him boy. And, then, and to
2: top that off, later on that night when he came back out, he kind of did this thing where he was like looking around, like, "Is there anybody going to get me?" <laughs> I guess not. He just goes down there, but uh, like this guy got out of jail because I, it was bullshit or something. Somebody said in New York when you do that, you they'll just let you out the next day or whatever. Yeah. Um, he posted on his. Uh, his Instagram, and he's like, "Good morning, guys. I'm out. That was me on WWE. I was booked from Goldberg and Vince McMahon, and I jumped <laughs> over the barricade because I told Vince McMahon I had personal beef with Colby Lopez. Oh, God. This man did not tell Colby I was gonna be there, and the personal beef is between me and Colby, and he knows what he's done.
1: Oh, so, so he's a psychopath.
2: Yeah. So as a This guy needs to be on medicine. So as a ellipses related to the tribal chief and the tribal chief cousin, (laughs) Royal Four and Fatu Instagram, I did what I had to do. I did it for Rikishi. I did it for The Rock. I did it for all my tribal family.
1: Jesus Christ! This guy, this guy needs help, I guess. I,
2: I, I'm I'm laughing at somebody. It's like mentally disturbed. I know, but like,
1: it just it's.
2: But God it's damn.
1: absurd. You gotta laugh at something that's absurd.
0: But you want it's the, absurd. You want the truth? With that guy, just the, truth? the guy that just said all of that has done a better job of promoing all the superstars ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, kinda, he and did kind of I- out promo everybody on instagram just now
0: <laughs> so like he
2: like did a he, he remembers when the rikishi when, when the rikishi he remembers when rikishi betrayed the rock <laughs> or, or like or he, he ran over ross and then he came out and he said i did it for the people i did it for the rock that must have made an impact on him when he was like five or some shit
0: <laughs> and, sp- speaking of like news i want to get out of the way because we're not going to be talking about this later on unless like a storyline happens in WWE, but in Survivor Series, Vince McMahon showed up to the ring with a fucking golden egg, put it on a desk in the backstage. Roman Reigns came and said, "Roman, this egg came from The Rock off of a red notice Uh because he's doing like a movie with him." And uh, oh,
1: right, the stupid. It's like a Faberge
0: egg. Yeah. So like he he's like he from The Rock and like Roman like said who cares because like they're kind of building up seems like with the roman and the rock um for wrestlemania but it felt the roman and the rock (laughs) yeah it felt so awkward and then later on in the night someone stole the golden egg so like now the thing the storyline is who stole the golden egg (laughs) Do you know
2: it's already solved do you want to know who stole the golden egg who austin theory why do you want to know why he stole the golden egg okay you want to know why yeah because he wanted to take a selfie with it so he did and then he when he went to take it back to vincent man's office he got scared so he just took it back to his room which <laughs> is basically stealing it and i don't know why i, I got scared so i stole it Like, what the- <laughs> 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 and gave it back to him and he apologized and he was like okay pal that, uh, Really. <laughs>
0: He made a big thing about it. on Survivor City. He's like, God, Garrett. <laughs> it was all the in I know.
2: It's just bizarre. I mean, it's clearly they just wanted that payday for, like, that, that damn movie. Like, just yeah. promoting it.
1: That's all. I've been seeing a lot of targeted advertising for that
2: movie. They really want you to see it. They want you to see The Rock. Lay the smackdown on fucking Gal Gadot or whoever the hell that is. or whatever.
0: <laughs>
1: but, Ryan Reynolds, right?
0: Pretty yeah, sure. Ryan Reynolds is on there. Uh... The Xbox 20th anniversary, when they announced about the Halo Infinite thing, the Rock was there promoting Red Notice there as well.
1: I mean, it sucks that he was promoting some nothing, nobody cares movie, but it's cool that he was there because you know he was there at the beginning.
2: You know what? I'm gonna watch Red Notice now just because of that. <laughs>
0: it
1: worked. Is it good? I I don't. I honestly have no clue.
0: My dad laughed, so it must be funny. Because you have the rock and red, uh, the rock and red notice, the rock and Ryan Reynolds in there. So the rock
2: and red notice connection is your dad. <laughs> is it hard to get your dad to laugh? Is that what you're trying to say?
0: Uh, kind of, yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> okay. He's, <laughs> so he's a good barometer for for comedy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the ratings for it are all over the place. Barometer. So, I don't
2: know why I said barometer. What the fuck?
1: Barometer.
2: <laughs> barometer.
0: I guess while we're on the subject for Ryan Reynolds, do you guys really think he's funny? Because
1: people he
2: like-
0: can be.
1: Honestly, I, on his own, he's not that funny. But I think if he's like reading someone's like uh, if someone writes stuff for him, I I think he he can be funny. I think he can deliver stuff. Funnily
2: He'll put his Ryan Reynolds spin on it And make it entertaining
1: mm. Yeah Like he's got this weird Like cheekiness to it Like I really like Um Like he has commercials For his gin company And they're always like Oh that's kind of funny And I think if it, if it was like Some nobody Delivering these lines It wouldn't be funny It's just so I, I think he's good At being funny But I don't know Like if he had a stage show Who would be any good
0: <laughs> Cause everybody like Overhypes him And I'm like Oh he was kind of funny In Deadpool like he was cool in P- uh, detective Pikachu. But like
1: yeah. Dave Vito. I don't know, they fucked it up. It should <laughs> have been Chris Pratt. He's the only one I want voicing anyone.
0: Anymore. Hey, the producer said
2: Chris Pratt's Mario voice is amazing, okay?
1: Yeah, that's what he said. He said he's not doing a he's not doing an accent. And he his voice is amazing. Oh, so he just sounds like Chris Pratt? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs>
2: Hey, Chris Pratt. I saw maybe, the
1: Lego movie, okay?
2: <laughs> you don't know. Maybe Chris Pratt has hidden voice acting talent, okay? Maybe he's able to do some crazy voices or some shit. We don't know.
0: There was a meme going around, and I know with the whole verdict thing with Kyle Rittenhouse, people are butthurt, but like, this was funny to me. They, they said, Chris Pratt is going to star in the Kyle Rittenhouse biography.
1: As Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> 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 he's doing it. He's in everything
0: now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, Andy, do you have any news that you, you want to bring up? Here's a dog. Dog? That's there's good a good news. Dog
2: there. If you can if you can't see it, there's a dog. Yes.
1: Sorry, sorry to the audio <laughs> listeners. You missed
0: a dog. Yeah, there was a dog on there. Uh, if if you're on YouTube, by the way, like and subscribe and uh make sure you comment down below. Uh, but Zach, any uh, any other news that you want to bring up?
2: No, that's all. I just I just wanted to make fun of that guy, that fucking loser, that tried to make himself famous and failed.
0: Dog. <laughs> another dog there's another dog <laughs> for visual yeah, people.
1: two dogs
0: audio <laughs> <laughs> yeah make sure you come to youtube so you can see it uh and subscribe and like um but i think that's what we'll ended here remember matrix one and zach what is the name of your movie again silent night deadly night it has one of my favorite opening scenes
2: ever of any movie
0: Alright, so remember to watch those movies and then come back to us and we'll talk about it. But if you want to catch more Big Trouble Love Podcasts, if you missed our past episodes or you're waiting for us to get out of the Mad Max territory and you want us to talk about Matrix, make sure you type in Big Trouble Podcast in Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um Alexa, all that stuff. Uh we're everywhere. Even if you start searching, apparently, if you type in Mad Max, one of the uh, the movies and say review. Apparently, we pop up in the Google search. so That's cool. Of we do.
1: We're we're a big deal.
0: We're a bi- We're a big deal. Yeah. Big deal. Um, and also, um, me and Zach do getting some color. We're taking a uh break this week because of holidays, but we'll be back at it at more wrestling. And then the Nemesis project we also do, which Zach is waiting on me. Uh, on Resident Evil Revelations need to finish that, and then we'll. We'll get that episode out for you. But until next time, everybody, peace out, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.